Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. My name is Anthony Moore, and I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Church, located in Fort Washington, Maryland. You are on the prayer call line. Thank you for your presence on today. For those of you who are not familiar with the process or even the format, just know that I'm going to give some instructions on the front end, and then towards the end of our call, we will intercede and pray on behalf of those who've asked and for those who, in fact, need our intercession. Um, let me thank you also very much for the many comments and questions that have come as a result of our last subject matter of dealing with forgiveness. And so I want to continue today based upon the questions and comments I've received on the area of forgiveness and um, see if I can give more clarity and instructions regarding forgiveness that we might be able to reset and realize God's unlimited possibilities. If you notice in forgiveness, there are normally three areas in which forgiveness comes. Forgiveness in three areas. Number one, it's God forgiving us. God forgiving us. Number two, we forgiving others. We forgiving others is number two. Number three is we forgiving ourselves. To make it personal, me forgiving me. Three areas. One, God forgiving us. Two, we forgiving others. But then lastly, it is us forgiving us or me forgiving me. And I want to hang my hat there today because a lot of you that are on this call and even from the questions I received um, don't have a problem with God forgiving you, can work through you forgiving others, but have a difficult time in you forgiving you. The Bible has a lot to say about forgiveness. And just so you all know, um, Forgiving yourself ultimately comes from understanding God's forgiveness. The Bible is clear that every person has sinned against God, according to Romans 3.23, and that all of our wrongdoing is against God. Let's say that again. The Bible is clear that every human has sinned against God that all of our wrongdoing is against God. Thus, the essential thing we need is God's forgiveness, which is available to us through the person and work of Jesus Christ. And everyone who puts their faith in Jesus is fully forgiven of their sins. You are then counted as righteous before God. I'll say this again. Forgiving yourself ultimately comes from understanding God's forgiveness. 
Now, we do, of course, will struggle with sin, but God's faithful to cleanse us when we confess to him and restore. Um, he restores unto us right fellowship with him. Jesus' sacrifice was enough for any and all of our sins. So forgiving yourself then actually has to do with receiving God's forgiveness. Now, while this might be simple to understand in concept, forgiving yourself can be a difficult um, thing to put into practice. It can be very difficult to put into practice. Forgiving yourself can be difficult to put into practice. We regret our bad decisions, and we're remorseful over the ways that they hurt ourselves and hurt others. What the enemy does is that the enemy continues to accuse us and remind us of our sins. Others in our lives might even do the same thing. There are times we might even think it is repentant or laudable to refuse to forgive ourselves, as if our punishment of ourselves will alone or will atone for our sins. But that is not at all the message of the gospel. In fact, you all, the Bible is quite clear that we could never make up for our own sins. We are sinners who are dead in transgression and hopeless apart from Christ. The gospel tells us that God's wrath for our sins has been poured out on Jesus. Justice has been served. Living in guilt or self-punishment is a denial of the truth of the gospel. Now, the wonderful thing about God's forgiveness is this, you all. The wonderful thing about God's forgiveness is that it's not merely transactional. It is not merely transactional. That's the wonderful thing about God's forgiveness. It's not transactional. It's relational. So when we are saved, we become children of God. According to John chapter 1, verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. So then, when we are saved, we become children of God. We then receive the indwelling Holy Spirit who transforms us. Therefore, according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 through 13, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. He is forever with us. Our sins do have genuine and often heartbreaking consequences in our lives. But our God is faithful to use even that for his glory and our good. We're not left to wallow 
in the consequences of our sins. Instead, God helps us endure through them, and we can see his redemptive abilities. So again, forgiving yourself can be specifically difficult when your sin has had a negative impact on someone else. It's important for you to seek forgiveness for those we have wronged and to reconcile where possible. Again, you all, God is the one who enables this reconciliation. Living in shame will not fix a broken relationship or remove the harm that you have done. But the truth of the gospel can. Let me see if I can give you this example, and I'll end my presentation today. Listen, Paul, in many ways, set an example of forgiving oneself. Paul. Um, For those of you who do not know, Paul had been a violent persecutor of the church. He was a hitman who literally killed persons who even named the name of Jesus. Now, rather than live in shame and regret over what he had done or think that God could not use him or constantly remind himself of his sin, here's what he did. He spread the gospel broadly. Now, please understand, this was not uh, not, not from penance or, or trying to make up for his past. That wasn't why he did it, no. Rather, it was out of understanding God's great salvation. So here's what Paul writes in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 through 17. Here's what he writes. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul's sins actually became an avenue by which God was glorified. Rather than refuse to forgive himself, Paul readily received God's forgiveness and rejoiced in it. Okay, if if you read Romans chapter 7 and chapter 8, you'll see another example of this. Paul bemoans his continual struggle with his sin nature, a battle, you all, that's common to every one of us who are believers in Christ. But he doesn't say he'll just try harder or that he'll never forgive himself. Rather, what he does say is this, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Therefore, there is now no condemnation 
for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Y'all, that's Romans 7, verse 24, through Romans chapter 8, verse 2. So reminders of past sin can be used as prompts to get us to praise God for his mercy and grace. Current negative consequences from our past sin can be reminders of God's faithfulness in the midst of them. They can be prompts to prayer and reliance on God for endurance, rescue, and transformation. Forgiving yourself is actually just receiving God's forgiveness in its fullness. In that there is much freedom. So, my brothers and sisters, if you got nothing else from my presentation, please get this. Forgive yourselves. Let not the enemy, who is the accuser, continue to bring up to you what you have done in your past and who you hurt in the process. Because God's forgiveness is extended. <laughs> Forgiving yourself ultimately comes from understanding God's forgiveness. And his forgiveness is complete. Listen, let me ask you all to help me today to pray for some persons who need our prayers. I want to ask you all to pray for Velda Fowler today. Velda Fowler. She needs our prayers. I want you to pray. Secondly, I need you all to pray for Elder Reggie Thomas and his family. His mother's health has taken a turn. And um, we're standing in the gap, interceding for him and his family and his mom. In addition, I need you all to pray for Sister Mary Davis and Sister Evelyn Mack and Sister Martina Baxter, Sister Doretha Williams. We want to pray for Sister Edna Monroe, who is currently in rehab. They've moved her from ICU to a, from a regular bed to now she's in rehab. I want to ask you all to continue to pray there. I'm asking you all to pray for Associate Pastor Talia White. We come against anything that is against her being in good health. We fight infection and disease. I'm asking you all to pray for persons who are grieving. I want us to intercede on behalf of those individuals, please. I want to ask you to continue to pray for Sister Emma Oaks and Sister Ruth Ann Majors. I want to ask you all to continue to pray for Nikki Thompson. Um, Brother James Collington, I want you to continue. Brother James, rather, who at Collington um, Station, I want to pray for him. And Pastor Stephen Tucker, Reverend, uh, Reverend Harold Brinkley, we want to continue to lift them in prayer. I want to pray for the team of UBS in Atlanta um, under Christy Thielen. And we're praying for Brother Garen. 
dealing. We're praying for he and his company. We'll lift him in prayer on today. I'm praying for you on today. Father, in Jesus' name, we're so grateful, God, that um, you left us with your word, gave unto us instructions that allows us to grow in you and to realize unlimited possibilities. Thank you for the ability to reset our lives where the enemy has sought to confuse us and throw us into a place where we can't see that light at the end of the tunnel. We thank you, God, that you have given unto us your word. In addition to giving us your word, you've given unto us light, and you've made us salt even in this world. And so, Father, I pray that your word today has gone forth in such a way that we can do battle with the enemy. And, God, that we understand that our being forgiven or forgiven ourselves, in fact, God, is ultimately tied to our understanding of your forgiveness. And we thank you, God, that your forgiveness is complete. Therefore, the guilt and the remorse doesn't have to keep us down, but sends us into a place of praise and thanksgiving, into a place of understanding your grace and your mercy. We thank you for the living examples you've given unto us in the, in the example of Paul. Thank you, God, for those that you've shown us in your word that you, in fact, have saved. But before they got saved, there was much wrong and harm they had done. Thank you for showing us, God, just through your word, how we can embrace your full forgiveness. Now, Lord, for those I have the privilege of praying for and interceding on behalf of, I pray that you forgive us for what we have done. And we know your word says you can cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Wash us whiter than snow. Thank you for your blood. God, this is our prayer. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, God bless you all. Thank you all um, um, for your time on today. Look forward to seeing you all again next week. All right. God bless you. Have a great day on purpose. On your mark. Get set. Let's grow. <laughs>